Hey everybody, this is Carlos Ledo, the host of the MIA All Day Podcast, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, and there's certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it's so easy to use. Believe me, I am not a technical giant, and this has been a, a fantastic experience for me and my podcast thus far. Not only that, Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many other platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's got everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So today, go out there, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm and get started. To be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what goes on here. Um, but I do know that Miami's at a disadvantage for two reasons. Number one, there's no AD in place to negotiate a deal with Lane Kiffin. And more importantly, number two, as of right now, Manny Diaz is still the head football coach at the University of Miami. Um, so that means that Miami doesn't have an opening, but Florida does. And Florida has an AD in place. So if they want to go out and offer Lane Kiffin a boatload of money right now and tell him, listen, after the Egg Bowl against Mississippi State, you're our guy, sign on the dotted line, come over here, let's get this done, then they can, if that's the guy they want to target. But there's talk about Billy Napier, Mark Stoops, you know, Bob Stoops. Uh, to be quite honest, I think that's a whole lot of smokescreen from Florida because I think uh, I think Lane Kiffin would be, you know, basically the new age spurrier for them. And uh, the only concern they might have is that Lane might want to bolt from the NFL in three to four years. That would be my only thought. Unless there's something I don't know about Lane that people are concerned about, which I have no information on. But uh, as of right now, it looks like Florida's in the driver's seat if they want Lane Kiffin. Now, obviously, if Miami makes an AD hire in the next week or so, and uh, Manny Diaz is terminated following the regular season finale uh, against Duke, then that opens things up and allows Miami to get in the game. If not, if Manny Diaz is allowed to coach the bowl game and is uh, you know still being evaluated by the new athletic director, then I think it's going to be too late to be able to jump in on the Lane Kiffin sweepstakes because, um, you know, Lane Kiffin can only hold off Florida for so long before Florida goes in a different direction to hire someone else because that is not a a shit job. It is a a top job in the country. You know, unfortunately, the Gators, uh, it's a good good job. They are in the SEC East, which is, you know, a little bit easier to get through, although Georgia's in there. Then the SEC West, they have top-notch facilities. They have the Florida recruiting base. Uh, They have access to Georgia and Alabama recruits as well. So to me, Florida's a top job and one of the top jobs in the country. And uh, it would be hard to turn down for Lane Kiffin. And if he does try and stall them, I'm sure there's other, other candidates like Billy Napier that would jump all over that. So we'll see what goes on there with Florida. The other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the number one name being circulated for the Miami Athletic Director position, Tom Jurich. So, yes, Tom Jurich has you know an impressive record at Louisville. He's handled Adidas. He's handled major... Uh, upgrades of facilities, fundraising, successful programs. But to me, there are two strikes on his resume. All right. Number one, Rick Patino. Yes, he was cleared of all wrongdoing as it came to the pay for play scandal um, that went on with Adidas and, and University of Louisville basketball, the men's program under Rick Patino. But he was also there when Patino was screwing his mistress on the dirty floor of a diner in Louisville. 
and there was the issue with strippers and all kinds of uh, hookers and things like that going on with the men's basketball team at Louisville. So yes, Jurish escaped any responsibility for the pay-for-play scandal that the NCAA investigated, but he also oversaw a program that had Rick Pitino, you know, acting like he was uh, 50 Cent with a magic stick, handing it out all over the place, uh, you know, basically having his, his mistresses meet him on the floors of diners across Louisville. Um, and his players, his basketball players, basically turning uh, turning the dorms and, and the basketball facilities into the Dallas Cowboys White House of the early 90s. Um, so here's the other thing about Jurich. He also hired back Bobby Petrino. Bobby Petrino, who admittedly is a shit human being, uh, who nobody likes, anybody who's played for him has said they really don't like the guy, um, had that whole issue with his mistress at the University of Arkansas, where he had a hell of a program going on and fell off his motorcycle with the mistress on the back and all that blew up in his face um, and then comes back to Louisville and is just a disaster he has a great season a couple great seasons one really good season with Lamar Jackson and after that they go two and eight and the guy was just such a personality nightmare just an interpersonal nightmare that they had to get rid of him um, this is after Jurich basically said when they were talking about bringing Patino back that uh, Petrino back that most of Petrino's players, after his resi after his uh, resignation, had been run out of the program because of how bad they were with issues with drugs and uh, arrests and things like that. So only three players, essentially three starters, remained from Bobby Petrino under Steve Cragthorpe after one to two seasons of Petrino leaving. Um, so basically, Jurich was shit talking Petrino in the way he was running his program. Then he goes back and he rehires him to be the head football coach at Louisville. So for me, that's a couple red flags. Number one, that's a red flag that you know what? There's a lot of smoke around you with the pay-for-play scandal with uh you know ripetino screwing chicks on diner floors and you not being aware of it and not knowing what's going on with the strippers and the hookers and all the stuff with the basketball program and and also you're talking out of both sides of your mouth when it comes to bobby petrino shitting on him one second and then hiring him hiring him the next even though the guy has shown a lack of integrity loyalty um and loyalty to the program, to his family, to anybody else. So, I mean, listen, I'm not here to comment on anybody's personal life. I'm not here to judge anyone for what they've done in their personal life. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to hire the, 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 the football coach for your program, right, and you're going to hire somebody that you feel should be a leader of men, if there's something in their past that you're not aware of or something they're doing that you're not aware of and that comes out later, okay, I, I get it. You know, that happens. That happens to all of us. We are all deceived sometimes in our life by people that we trust and we feel we're one way or actually another sometimes. That happens. Now, if it's somebody that you know to have done shady shit um, and have a bad reputation in terms of how, his, how he handles people and how the people that work with him or play for him don't like him, but you choose to hire him anyway because you think it's going to result in wins and make you look good, that's a problem for me. And, uh, and like I said, although you didn't get named in those scandals when it came to Rick Pitino, you were the leader of the athletic program as it happened. So that's a problem. I mean, this is important, not because I'm trying to say that I'm, we're, you know, the University of Miami should be pious or should be holier than thou when it comes to hiring an athletic director, but the University of Miami already has a target in its back, and any time somebody in the athletic program coughs without putting their hand over their mouth, the NCAA sanctions them and hands down some sort of penalty. You can't even fart without saying, excuse me, or walk out of the room before you let one rip, because the NCAA will be all over your ass at the University of Miami, handing down penalties. So, what do we do with Jurich?
to me, I don't think it's worth the risk. Is he, you know, a, an amazing athletic director that's worth the risk to bring in and, and all these red flags and ignore those and, and say, screw it, you know what, he's the guy? I don't think so. I think he's okay. I think he's a good athletic director. But I don't think he's a second coming that's going to bring this athletic program to the next level and, we're, and, and, and is worth the possibility of tainting the university again and launching us into another scandal and holding us back again from uh, you know, generating an, an elite football program. We've already seen what this scandal with Adidas did to the basketball program, and nobody was named in it. Nobody was found guilty of anything, and it destroyed the basketball program for three, four seasons. So can you imagine if George comes in here and some real shit happens? He's already got a target on his back. He got away with it because I guess he's got boys in the NCAA office. But he's not going to get away with it in Miami. We all know that. So I don't know. I don't know that it's Jurich. I think the search continues. I, I don't know that it's going to take too long. I honestly think the university's probably identified somebody and are trying to work out. They're trying to work out the deal in principle and get that person over here as quickly as possible to evaluate many ideas and make a decision on what to do. Um, as far as the coaching search is concerned, honestly, I think at this point, it's probably Mario or Bust. I, I, I thought at the beginning that it was more than likely it would be Lane Kiffin because I thought Mario would get into the playoff and he would want to continue to build what he's built there. That may still be true. Mario may still want to continue to build off a foundation that he has there at, at the University of Oregon uh, because, like David Lake said on Through the Smoke, he's, he's got a great foundation there and he feels like the next two seasons are going to be their best seasons. Uh, especially with the classes they have coming in. But <clears throat> I think it gives Miami a better shot now that they're out of the playoff run. Uh, and the other thing that I think, you know, now that Lane, the chances of Lane Kiffin to me have dropped a little bit are because Florida is now open, and I believe they're going to go after him. As much as they may say that he's not on the list, or people may say, you know, Lane Kiffin is not being considered right now by the University of Florida, I find that to be bullshit. I think Florida wants Lane Kiffin, and uh, if Lane Kiffin drags his feet, they'll move on to somebody else, so they'll try and entice him. And I think Lane Kiffin will consider it seriously. So that's what I got for now. Uh, I'll probably discuss Virginia Tech maybe uh, later on today, if not tomorrow. Maybe not at all. Who knows? It's Thanksgiving week. I am feeling kind of lazy. My mind is already on vacation mode. And I really don't feel like breaking down film, looking at the next opponent. Um, although, you know, I, I do enjoy doing it for you guys. But let's be honest, it's Duke. And uh, Thanksgiving's on the horizon don't know how much you're going to get out of me this week in that, in terms of that regard. All right, so we'll see what we do next here on the podcast. All right, happy Monday. It is Monday, November 22nd, about 2.45 p.m. Again, doing my Monday parent pickup line, um, speaking to myself in the car while others stare at me, and I wait for my daughter. Um, big win for the Canes this weekend. Going to hold off on talking about that till later. But first, I want to talk about the, uh, the developments in the coaching and AD search for the University of Miami. Over the weekend, we saw Mario Cristobal get his ass handed to him by 23rd-ranked Utah, um, which, if, if we're being honest, helps the Hurricanes' chances of trying to lure Mario out of Oregon because it means he's effectively been eliminated. He and Oregon have been eliminated from the college football playoff race. So that gives Miami the opportunity to try and pry Mario away early, not have to wait until the end of the playoff run, um, and see if they can't negotiate something now to try and entice him to get over here. Now, one of the things that I heard over the weekend and I've seen reported uh, in Kane's Insight also is the there's an individual deal that Mario Cristobal has with Nike that also pays him a, a solid amount of money, which is sort of a, like a secondary compensation. 
So the, the thought there, the issue there is not only matching that compensation to equal his total comp between his football salary and the Nike salary, but also paying the buyout that it would require to get him out of that Nike deal in addition to the buyout of his football contract. Now, I get the University of Miami has said that money's not going to be an issue, but if you're looking at a buyout of somewhere between 12 and $16 million uh, to get Mario over here and you're going to have to pay him seven a year plus six for staff, that becomes a little bit excessive, in my opinion, I think. Um, the other thing is, you know, it's no guarantee that Mario's going to want to leave. Um, you know, David Lake said on his uh, Through the Smoke podcast um, in his instant reaction with Gabby Urudia that, uh, you know, Mario and, and Oregon are really excited for their team in the next one to two years. That that's when they felt they had a run, a chance at a big run at the college football playoff, especially because they feel their quarterback, their young quarterback that they have on the roster right now that's backing up Anthony Brown is the real deal. Um, or one they're recruiting. I don't know which one. So anyway, I am not familiar with Oregon recruiting. Forgive me. Um... <clears throat> Another development this weekend, the firing of Dan Mullen. Darth Vader is dead. He has been thrown over the edge by Emperor Palpatine. He has been destroyed. He is now one with the Force, no longer at the University of Florida. So, um, you know, this is no surprise. It looked like the Gators quit on Mullen a few weeks ago. They just continue to play uninspired football, lost an overtime game to Missouri on the road, and then had to have... Um, you know, uh, Coach Drinkowitz and his staff and his team shit on him by throwing out the lightsaber and using the hood and saying uh, the force is with them after Mullen pulled that Darth Vader stuff last year against against Missouri. So what does that mean in terms of the Hurricanes coaching search and why do I bring it up? Well, I mean, although I don't see many people mentioning his name, to me that's sort of either a smokescreen or a red flag. Uh, but Lane Kiffin, to me, is going to be one of the top targets for Florida. It just makes too much sense. Lane Kiffin wants to be back in the state of Florida. He wants to be out of Mississippi. He feels he's probably maximized his uh, talent there and does not have the roster coming back next year to sort of continue the same trend of success he's had this season. So what do we do here? Does Miami go out and get a, uh, a chance at Lane Kiffin, or are they stuck? Are they currently stuck with um, not being able to compete with Florida? because Florida wants Lane Kiffin so badly. <laughs>